I'm John Tarleton with The Independent, New York City's progressive newspaper and website, joined by my co-host, Julia Thomas. You're listening to WBAI 99.5 FM. Before we continue with our third segment, I want to, again, encourage everyone who values shows like this and other great shows that air on WBAI throughout the week and who value community radio and value peace and justice radio to please call 516-620-3602 and give generously or go to give number two WBAI.org. And that's, you can make a one-time donation or sign up as a WBAI buddy for as little as $10 per month. Again, that number is 516-620-3602. 516-620-3602. Or uh, you can give it give to WBAI.org. And with your support, we can keep the Independence News Hour and all of WBAI's great programs beaming across the New York City area. That uh, number one more time, Julia? Uh, 516-620-3602. Okay. Now, if, if you uh, aren't going to pick up the phone right now and call 516-620-3602, please promise me you will do so at the end of this show. And moving on into our final segment, uh, President Joe Biden signed the American Rescue Plan into law this past Thursday, the one point nine trillion dollar spending package provides all kinds of assistance to Americans who are reeling from the pandemic and the economic crisis that it has brought. And in this, in the rescue package, there's a number of generous new provisions to help poor and middle-class families uh, with children. And joining us today to help make sense of it all is Elizabeth Pally, a professor at Adelphi University who has written extensively on the policy and politics of childcare in the United States. Elizabeth, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Sure. Uh, so for starters, uh, can you lay out for us what you see as the biggest advances for families and children in the American Rescue Plan and, and how that will benefit people here in New York? Sure. Well, the first part is there is a child tax credit. There, there has always been a child tax credit. It was $2,000. It's been changed from two to $3,000 or 3,600 for children under five, or children under six, so zero to five. Um, and one thing that's really important that they did was they made it a refundable tax credit so that it had been that people at the lower end of the economic spectrum were not getting the benefits of this, um, many because they didn't pay taxes or they, because they didn't make enough money. So now it is a totally refundable tax credit. So that's a really big help for a lot of low-income families, a lot of families that have been struggling through the COVID epidemic. Um, it is only for a year, so who knows what will happen next year. Um, the second really big thing that they did was they gave $40 million for childcare. So that money is laid out in two ways. There's $15 million for the Child Care Development Block Grant, which is the funding for the child care subsidies, basically federal child care subsidies for low-income children. It covers children who make children in families who make up to 200% of the poverty line, but many who are eligible actually can't get the subsidies. So that will help more of the eligible families actually get spots in care where they accept those subsidies. And then it gave $24 million, $24 billion rather, to child care um, providers to do things like pay for PPDs, pay for cleaning supplies, help pay their rent, mortgage, and um, 
their uh, staff. So that's that. That's kind of the big overview of the stuff related to children and child. Oh, there's also money for schools. There's 125 billion dollars for schools as well. And 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 some say are saying that these these measures in the American Rescue Plan, you know, related to to families and children, um, and you know, and expanding access to childcare um, could could reduce childhood poverty by by half. Um, do you think that estimate is realistic? Um, well, in the state of New York, I think the number is 37 percent. Um, but nationally, it is about 45%. You know, it, what it does is it's giving, in addition to the $1,400 subsidy, you know, relief package, it's there for this year, it's also giving families between $3,000 and $3,600 per child um, up to, the, I mean, all families up to, I believe, a family income of $150,000 um, for two-family income. So, it does provide a really big financial boost for a lot of families. And, and uh, can you talk a little bit more about the um, additional access people will, will gain to childcare? I mean, that's sure. something, something and, and I know there, there's a lot of talk about like, Oh, how can we get people back to work? But uh, obviously uh, doing something more to help with childcare is going to be pretty essential to that. Yeah. As a result of the, COVID epidemic, something like two-thirds of all child care providers were at risk of going out of business, um, certainly in the late summer. That's where I saw the most recent um, data from. And a lot of them, a lot that were still functioning this year, have been not able to make a profit. Like, they've been really functioning on the margins because they don't have any kind of extra money for PPDs that's all coming out of their pocket they had to reduce the number of children in many cases. So all of this money kind of helps with that. Um, but what it doesn't do is it doesn't provide support for middle income or any families that are making over 200% of the poverty line, they're not really getting any support from this for childcare. Right. And all, when, it, when, when we're talking about shortcomings in the stimulus package and the fact, you know, thinking about who it's not reaching, what else do you see as sort of, you know, the ways in which it's, it's, it's falling short and not quite um, meeting the needs of those who desperately need aid right now? There's been a lot of criticism from the left of the failure to adopt a $15 minimum wage. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really big issue, obviously, like if we're trying to get people out of poverty, one of the best ways to do it is, you know, to help them earn a living wage, right? So um, this bill does not do that. Um, the other thing is, it is, as everybody knows, it's temporary, right? Like these subsidies are, the Democrats are hoping to make them permanent. But for now, it's one year of this $3,000 or $3,600. And I, I guess I should add something really interesting about it is that people will get the money up front. So it is more, it, you don't have to like just take it as a tax credit, the way that you pay your taxes and then it comes back. People are going to get this money monthly. So it will function much more like um, a child care, um, not, not child care, a child supplement, which many countries provide for families with children. Um, the you asked about who it's not reaching. Um, you know, the major problems with childcare will remain, which is 
there are childcare deserts, places where people can't access care because um, there just aren't enough care facilities for the number of children that need them. Families who make over 200% of the poverty line, which for a family of three is a family making over $44,000, it's not a huge amount of money, are not going to be getting support. Childcare is something that is not very, you know, you can't industrialize and make more childcare. So the the people who work in childcare are still making, they're still some of the poorest workers in this country. So they're some of those people who are not going to be getting $15 an hour. That said, in the state of New York, we have higher minimum wage, obviously, than national minimum wage. Um, and it is on its way up to $15. And, and can you t- we, we have about a, a minute left to go here. Uh, can you talk a, a little bit about sort of the politics of this? So, I mean, there's certainly a lot of chatter coming from the Democrats as they see this as sort of a down payment or a way to sort of get the foot in the door for uh, some popular new programs that they hope to make uh, permanent, maybe starting next year. Um, yeah. your, your thoughts on that in the last 30 seconds well, here? I hope they're right. Um, the only way they could get this passed was through Budget Reconciliation Act. So they're going to maybe have to do that again. And for how long will they have the control enough to do that? So it's it really depends. It depends on who gets elected. And it seems there are there is some Republican support, people like Mitt Romney, who might support the child care allowance. But there's not a huge amount of support um, from the Republicans with that. So time will tell if if that really works. And there isn't anything long term for child care. This is really just a temporary provision to increase funding again to address COVID. There's no guarantees that that will extend all and if there were some of these agencies could increase their can increase what they pay their workers but it's hard to increase what you pay your workers if you don't know long term you know that you're going to have that that amount of money right well we'll have to leave it there but professor elizabeth pally thank you so much for joining us this evening on wbai radio thank you very much for having me